Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. Right, I'm now taking off my clothes, which usually happens when we're recording a podcast. I don't know what it is, Ted. When I'm recording with you, I end up taking my clothes off. One. Oh, have we started? Sorry, everybody. One. I'm taking my clothes off. Two. Because I get very warm when I'm recording podcasts. We've started, Ted, by the way. Have we started? Yes, I think we have. <laughs> so much for a clean start. <laughs> Whatever works, we're here. Hello, everyone. It's the middle of October. Blimey, doesn't time fly? Oh, time flies, eh? 195 is the show number for anyone that's interested in that. I can't imagine anyone. I'm 195! Would be interested in that, but uh, there you go. Um, in, just in case someone's keeping track and ticking a little box off in their keep document saying, oh yes, it's 195 this one, this time. Do you know what? I have to say, I've, 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 not, I've lapsed of late, but I used to do that with PSC. Did you? Back in the day when I was an ardent PSC fan and listening regularly, I used to think, oh, yeah, I remember now. I've listened to show 97. I know the next one's 98. You know, oh, yeah, really? I think people keep track. I used to listen to every single PSC show. When Steve rendered it and um, made it available, I, I would before I would do the show notes, I would listen to the whole thing right through. <laughs> I must be mad. Yes, anyway. It's like these one... American film stars who say, oh, I never watch myself back. My God, if I was in a feature film, I'd be watching it every second day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Um, right, whateverworks.works is our website. Whateverworks.works forward slash whateverworks.rss is our RSS feed. <laughs> <laughs> and the most important bit is our MeWe group. Yes. The place, the place where we scoop up all the interesting things, hopefully, that we can talk about on this very show, which we're going to do today in show 195. TedSalmon.com is where you'll find me. AidenBell.com is where you'll find Aiden. And, hey, you never guess what? It's raining. Oh, yeah, the week, it's the fortnightly weather report from Ted Salmon. Come on, then. Really, <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> it's so nice today. This is, I think this is the first day for ages that I can sit here and say, no doors open, no windows open, which is very bad for the airflow situation. And it's just a lovely temperature. It's so nice. But anyway, yes, let's not get into a... A, a Ted Salmon weather forecast like I do on Tech Addicts. <laughs> I tell you what's going on outside my window, or not quite my window literally, but outside the house. We've got the council replacing the pavements. We had a Bastards. note come round. <laughs> we had a note come round a month or so ago, letting us know this was going to happen, and they're ten days replacing pavements. So we've got this convoy of noisy workmen and vehicles and road clothes signs and bollards slowly. Wait a minute, let me hear. Shush, you could, they've stopped. Well, listen, it's lunchtime. No, it's, it's, it's gone midday. You don't think they're still working, do you? Um, anyway, they're slowly working their way up the street and um, they'll probably be here tomorrow or the next day. So um, I'm looking forward to it, though, because we're going to get a pristine, brand new, lovely, gorgeous, shiny black pavement. And it's like buying something from Amazon without having to pay for it. It's like ordering a new pavement from Amazon and it's just going to be there outside. I'm looking forward to that because I have a sad life. You've already <laughs> arrived, haven't you? When you're excited about a new pavement. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've got eczema. Oh dear me! That, there's a I, there's a juxtaposition for you. And, and I've got ex. I've not had eczema since about I don't know. It must have been about eight or ten or something. Fifty years later, 
I get, or 60 nearly, I get eczema. Um, I don't know what it's about. Um, I've no idea what's happening with it. But it's only in one bit of my skin and nowhere else on my body, on my on my right arm. And um, I don't know, really odd. I've got some Aveeno, which is doing the job, you know, helping it. But yeah. Really odd. Do you get, um, do you get um, any sort of skin complaints? No, very lucky that way. And I'm interested that you have sort of one patch in one place. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I've no idea why. I haven't been to the doctor. Did you spill acid on yourself as a child or something? <laughs> I mean, I wonder what that could be. Yeah, we'll come back to Ivino later. And the other thing that I've started doing I've re- recently that I've noticed, I don't know if you do this, but I'm talking to myself. And maybe it's something to do with living on your own, or not openly and loudly like I am now, but I just do a little running commentary to myself. Like, for example, if I go into the kitchen and um, make the tea, I'll say, right, pour the milk in there, um, and yeah, get a tea bag from there, and um, put the kettle on, and switch the kettle on. And, And it's all almost under my breath, but I'm saying it to myself. Do you do that? As Michael Jackson would say, you are not alone. Absolutely. I've talked right. to myself my whole life long and indeed out loud. We have the Blink security cameras, which I've talked about on the show before. Yeah. And sometimes if I look at a camera in which I've appeared, I can see myself walking through the house. Not only, as you suggest, sort of um, giving a commentary on what I'm doing, but I might even be thinking out loud, well, that was a... St- I think what I'll do is on Tuesday I might go to the dentist <laughs> and when I come home I'll do... And it's all, it's all being spoken to the universe. <laughs> it's really funny, isn't it? That's yeah, I gave age, up being embarrassed by that thing. years ago. Sorry, Ted, you were going to say? No, no, it's not an age thing because if you've been doing it for that long... <laughs> oh, no, I've been doing it for years. I don't think it's an age yeah. thing. Um, yeah. I would have said it's an extrovert thing, but you're not as extrovert as I am, are you? So Well, I used to be, but, <laughs> you know, then I grew up. Now, um, Here. You're, going to the, you're going to the cinema, I'm going to... Well, I'm hoping to go to the cinema. Now, listen, if I said to you, your mother does something I can't say on the radio, um, would you know what that voice was? <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's the Exorcist. Um, you may remember some weeks ago now, The Godfather had its fiftieth anniversary, and more was bleeding religion shown, was shown in the cinema, and um, I missed it. I didn't know it was happening, and it was gone before I realised, and I was very disappointed because I, I rate The Godfather as one of the greatest films ever made. Likewise, The Exorcist, which is now fifty years old and celebrating mm. itself, it actually had a major showing in many many cinemas on the thirtieth of September. And again, I missed it. But I know there's a few straggler cinemas having showings, I think particularly as Halloween approaches. Um, and I haven't seen it for a long time. And coincidentally, I was thinking to myself, I ought to watch The Exorcist again. It's been many years since I saw it. And then this cropped up. So I've watched a few documentaries, including a marvellous one by Mark Kermode, which you can find on um, Prime Video, I believe. Or no, I, I think it's BBC iPlayer. But anyway, I'm going to go and see The Exorcist because it's a marvellous film. And I recommend that if anyone does doesn't know it or does know it and loves it as I do, take the chance to see it in the cinema because it don't come round often. Take your mother, she'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, good idea. <laughs> Sorry. It was. The, the Exorcist um, was a really well-made film. You're not going to believe this, um, but I've never seen The Godfather. Good um, grief, nor, Ted. Nor any of the sequels or anything. It just never appealed to me, this whole kind of, you know, 
mafia kind oh, of I Oh, was, I was mafia and... obsessed when I was a teenager. Yeah. And also, I would say, I mean, we're, we're starting to sound like projector room now, but I would say that the, the, the Godfather, in my experience, is the only film franchise I can think of where the sequels were worth bothering to go to. So it said, yeah. Because, I, I mean, all this Alien 2, 3, 12, 94, 68, and all the other films, I just don't want to go near them. But The Godfather was a fantastic trilogy, and all three films are up there with yeah. the best of them. Each to their own. I used to have a joke when I used to do my stand-up, which was to say, a friend of mine invited me last night to go and see Apollo 13, but I haven't seen the first 12, so I'm not going. (laughs) (laughs) You you used to do stand-up? Don't even go there, Ted. Oh, okay. Oh, dear. I've had a bit of a um, a bit of a a, a, a flood a, a mysterious flood this week. Oh yes, um, you can see a so doctor about that. <laughs> I got a, I went into the bathroom and the floor was soaking wet. Yeah, you can see a doctor about that. <laughs> and um, the I put a towel down. Yeah. And um, soaked it up, and I thought nothing more of it. I thought, well, I've just been careless or something in the bathroom, and then a, a few hours later, I went in there again, and it was wet again. So I put another towel down, did the same thing, um, and then soaked it all up, um, t- took the towel away, went back a couple of hours later, nothing, there's no water there. And I've used the shower ever since, and so I don't know what that was, another mystery. I reckon it was support for those poor people in Scotland last week. <laughs> well, you know, you have just admitted to talking to yourself. Do you, do you think you've, got, you've lost a couple of marbles and you're just going into the bathroom and weeing on the floor and then going back into the other room and forgetting mm. all about it? <laughs> This, no, no, the, the, the towel wasn't smelly. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the, what was happening in Scotland was just amazing. Mis- I was watching these little videos on TikTok of people that were actually in oh, there. Oh, yes. Taking, taking videos of it. And can you imagine the chaos? And no doubt now, this week, a deluge of insurance claims and all the rest of it that goes on. So. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm planning later this week to go out and look at air conditioners for next summer because I think we are going to hell in a handbasket and I think I might as well get ready for next summer now while I'm at it. I keep trying to talk my mum and dad into getting an air conditioner just for one room in their bedroom. We've had it priced up, or I've had it priced up, 1,500 quid. They can afford it, um, but they just don't seem interested. They, they, they. I said next summer when, you know, the, the shit hits the fan and we actually do get a Italy 2023 type yes. summer... You'll be you'll be cursing, but no, they won't do it. Oh no, we don't need yeah, it. Yeah, because I'm hoping it might be cheaper to buy the thing in the winter than in the summer. Yeah, good idea. Here, do you know what "strive to arrive" means? It... Well, I, th- I think I've been doing that for years. <laughs> um, it's surprising. I'm surprising. I'm not blind, really. Now, now, uh, it's something you see in lights on these new boards as you drive, and it's it's a it's a safety thing. And I I, I uh. said to my mum when we drove past one the other day. Strive to arrive means endeavour to get there. Do your best to reach your destination. Okay. Well, surely they mean strive to arrive safely. Strive to arrive without killing anybody. Strive to arrive without being drunk. Well, just strive to arrive at all. Just strive to arrive. Not. Yeah. That's it. Three words. And I just think. Yeah, well, yeah it's, but they're, it's but hard they're saying get. They're saying get there alive. What? However many people you kill on the way and however many lampposts you hit, it doesn't matter as long as you get there. I think I'm missing the point. <laughs> it's, it's strive to arrive. 
don't if you strive to arrive at all you're then going to get there alive. You're not going to die on the way. No, but you might kill other people. Surely they're trying to say strive to arrive <laughs> safely, considerately. The thing that did make me laugh very much was there was another one recently. It was some time ago now. I forget the exact wording, but it was something like drunk driving kills so many people per year, blah, 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 whatever it is. But they put it underneath strive to arrive. And as I drove past, I just saw strive to arrive drunk, <laughs> which amused me very much. But what you're suggesting just doesn't scan at all. You could say, strive to arrive alive. That would scan. Yes, exactly. I mean, then you're agreeing with me, Ted. I don't know why this thing says strive to arrive. It it doesn't make grammatical sense. Well, it does make grammatical sense, but it doesn't make any sense that it's up there in lights for people to read, because it's obvious. I don't think I've ever started a journey in my life that I didn't intend to finish. Don't be such a tart. I always strive to arrive. I bet bet you they don't have those signs in America anyway. (laughs) Now, Mike Latour, um, uh, feeding back on the last show, yes. he's, we were talking about ending phone calls politely. And he oh, says, yes. I, in, Amer- in America, this is, and he says, firstly, no offence was taken from your racist comments, Ted, on the last <laughs> show. Um, actually, he says, everyone I know here in the USA says goodbye when ending a call, except one person. So don't believe all you see in films and TV. Ha ha. So thank you, Mike. That's a good bit of feedback. Here, you know that Dio bin thing I brought onto the show last? Um, I, I, I talked about a thing that I was going to try out. It was basically a little piece of foam rubber that you stick oh, on the inside yeah. of your kitchen bin and it supposedly removes the smell. Well, occasionally our bin does smell if we've put some particularly smelly foodstuffs in, but most of the time it doesn't. So it's difficult to actually get, you know, this is only anecdotal. I can't give you any scientifically proven information here. However, I put this thing in the bin and for two weeks... I haven't smelled a thing. So, as I say, I can't tell you whether that's attributable to the Dio bin thing or whether that's just coincidental. However, there's been no smells. I mean, on the other hand, we haven't had any crocodiles in the kitchen for two weeks and I don't know whether that's got anything to do with the Dio bin. But (laughs) um, it it seems to work or it doesn't not work. Put it that way. Right, Okay. (laughs) £3.85 from Tesco, two-pack, Dio bin. Yeah. Okay, well, keep testing. It's funny, it's like those people who say, Did you get my letter? And you have to say, Well, I don't know. If I didn't get it, then I'd never know whether or not I got it. (laughs) Mm. So it's very difficult to know whether it works or not. But the bin hasn't smelt for two weeks and it was only two quid. So I think for a pound a week, it's worth it. Keep testing. I shall. We'll look forward to more feedback. Or food back. (laughs) Oh, please yourselves. Ian Barton is next on the duck pluck muck up. (laughs) What? The duck pluck muck up. We have spent the afternoon, he says, um, putting a, a liner in the new duck pond, and it reminded me of Aidan. I think Aidan <laughs> and I should get together to create a duckathon section of the podcast. <laughs> a duck pond? I mean, I can only dream. Hey, some of us live in houses here, not on palatial farm estates. I do. I am very, very <laughs> jealous of Ian. I must say. Um, you haven't I'm, got any ducks, have you? I've got no ducks, and I've got. No. Very little space in the garden. I mean, we've got a decent-sized garden. One can't complain. It's a nice garden for a suburban house. But I wish I lived on a farm like Ian and had that much space to play with. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I envy you, Ian. I wish I had the space for a duck pond. And then, of course, I wish I had the ducks. I mean, Well, you don't need to... What I do know is that you don't need to get ducks because if you put a duck pond in a piece of land, the ducks will just land there and they'll just come and move in. 
And we had this in Singleton. We just we had a duck pond. No one needed to buy a duck. You just you just wait till they land there. Right. Well, in that case, my pond clearly isn't big enough for ducks. I mean, I've had the odd heron, mm. and that's that's all. So um, okay. Okay. Fair enough. Thank you very much, Chris Kelly. Uh. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> You filthy pig. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, that I do know that offends some people. I apologise. <laughs> what did we say as kids? Pardon me for being so rude. It was not me. It was my food. It's just popped up to say hello and now it's gone back down below. <laughs> right. Chris <laughs> Kelly on e email etiquette. There wasn't much etiquette there. Right. Calm down, Aidan. Back in the room. Um, Chris Kelly brings us email etiquette following up on the demise of yours sincerely that we discussed in the last show. Oh, yeah. Chris says, I've been corresponding via email with a friend. Every email starts, dear Chris, and it feels very weird. I generally start my emails with hi. However, when an email is just part of an ongoing conversation, I will omit any form of initial greeting. Sorry, Aidan, says Chris. <laughs> yeah, which, um, which, which uh, a conversation followed this, which... I think everyone was in agreement. If you're already talking to someone by email, then you don't keep saying hello so and so or dear so and so yes. or whatever. You, you you once once the thread is going, you you tend to not do those things. And I during the fortnight since we talked about it in the last show, I have been paying attention and I realise that I am veering towards that myself. Even when I emailed you recently, Ted, I remember stopping and thinking I would probably just finish this email or just write Aiden at the bottom. But since we've had the conversation on the show, I'd better put cheers or best. <laughs> because, yeah, I think, I think it's a path we're all slowly treading. So there we are. Indeed. Um, more from Chris Kelly. Yeah. You're all right, Chris. <laughs> well, I should say, you're all right, Chris. <laughs> Um, on quick release keyrings. I have no idea what that meant. I'm just laughing to humour you. <laughs> yeah, well, it was an attempt to um, emulate his deep voice and Manchester voice. Oh, I see. Right. But it was a, a bit lost, but never mind. Sorry, Chris, if that's offensive. Um, I have to carry lots of keys in my role as a motorcycle instructor, he says, following our item on the last show about quick release keyrings. Oh, yes. I have them in a big bunch attached to a large carab carabiner. Carabiner. That's the word you couldn't remember last show. Carabiner, yeah. yes. Carabiner. Carabiner. Like Ribena. You wouldn't say Ribena, but... would you? <laughs> a glass of Ribena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you're American, you might say Caribbean. <laughs> Caribbean and not Caribbean. Uh, I'm bored now. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. But it's useful to be able to remove the odd one or two. These quick-release keyrings are just a job for a mere £8.79 for 10 I'll put a link to the sh in the show notes to those, so that's good as well. So, yes, you remember, I think that it was on Cheapest Chips or Top Tips or something on the last show. Thank you, Chris. That's a really good tip. And um, your keyring bunch looks like it's massive. Ooh, he's got a big one. <laughs> Daniel Bemis. Bemis. Carabiner. On... <laughs> On take on the take case Nintendo Switch carry. This is a great case, says Daniel, for storing my Switch, cables, power adapter, games, and controller adapter. It has an internet pouch for controllers and power. Internal. Internal, internal. I beg your pardon, an internet pouch. Yeah, it's got a virtual pouch. It has an internal pouch for control. Oh, what are we on today? For controllers and power brick. And a flop-out pad for game cartridges. A hard nylon shell and a soft interior. Oh, like you, Ted. 
<laughs> I bought mine for $20, says Daniel, two years ago. Now, sadly, currently unavailable, at least on Amazon UK. It's my primary storage for my five games because I don't tend to play very much, just a few times a month. I cannot comment. I have never played computer games. However, um, mm. looks good to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a nice sort of case there. I've got a um, Switch Lite. Yeah. I, th I don't think this is for a Switch Lite. I think it's an actual Switch. But the Switch Lite might fit in it as well. But yeah, it's a nice little cat for people that take stuff like that around with them in their bag. Yeah, I, I, I guess if I was a student, if I was a, at college or university or something, um, that that's the kind of thing I would have with me because when you're sitting with nothing to do for a while, you in your lunch hour or whatever, you could just whip it out and have a bit of a game or something so yeah good shout daniel thank you for that it's just the thought of you at university has just silenced me <laughs> yeah, i did i did once well kind of robert mccrowan is next on the xiaomi of course dream l10s ultra which is a robot vacuum cleaner Ooh. this came out last year and obviously tops most reviews continuously even tops most reviews ah. Uh, and at 900 quid, so it should. Actually, Ow. it started off more than 900 quid. I think it was over 1,000. Um, but I just did notice, um, top tip for the day, it's the 11th of October today. If you're quick and want to buy one of these, today in the prime sale, it's down to 749 quid. So quick, quick, jump in. Quick click. I like that. That's a little logo yeah. you've come up with there. <laughs> At the start of the year, I splashed out on some rather expensive flooring for my kitchen and bathroom, says Robert. Whilst it looks amazing, you only have to look at it the wrong way for it to show <laughs> marks. The larger L20 is about to hit the UK's shores and stores, and Amazon dropped the price of the L10 to under 800 quid. I think, yeah, it, it, it was, it, the real price now is 899, I think. And today, as I say, it's 749, yeah. but he's obviously um, got it when it was 800. So it is totally amazing. It takes a bit of setting up. It needs to map out your house and label the rooms. Then you can tell um, it what to do in each room and when to do it. Then you can just forget about it. Every day I wake up to a pristine kitchen and bathroom floor. Being Xiaomi also, you can get replacement dust bags from AliExpress, of course, at the fraction of what Amazon charges, which is, uh, I, th I think he must have shares in AliExpress. He's, um, it's his favourite topic. And <laughs> good for you, Robert. You save money and wait six weeks, wherever you, whatever you want. Ah, you know, I want one of these, those, thems. <laughs> I would love a robot vacuum cleaner, purely for the geek factor. Um, indeed. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Now this is the this is the section where I um, highlight something that someone has bought using my affiliate my affiliate link at Amazon. If you want to use my affiliate link, you can do that. And whatever you buy, if you follow the following URL, tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon Ted UK, anything you buy, they give me a few pennies. I don't know who's bought what, but I do know what has been bought. It makes no difference to you. So in advance, I thank you if you could do that. tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon Ted UK. And the thing that I picked up from this system that someone has bought is a portable caregiver pager. 
And this is 20 quid. It should be in cheap as chips. Well, it's too much, but you know what I mean. It's a wireless call button for elders primarily, I guess, but it could be for um, non-elders too. It's a, it's a thing that you hang around your neck and it's got a, 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 a kind of um, mothership unit as well, <laughs> which which you put wherever you want, I suppose, on the wall or in the, in another bedroom or depending on, you know, if you were looking after someone elderly, you'd have the unit in your bedroom and then the, 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 the button in, in their bedroom hang around their neck. Anyway, so you've got this thing. We've seen these things before, um, but it's just it's just a, a home alarm system. Wireless, uh, comes with two call buttons and one portable battery-powered chime pager in this thing, um, in this pack that, that has been highlighted here for 20 quid. Um, simple. Simply touch the SOS panic button, and the other, the, you know, the, the mother unit kind of makes a dreadful noise and wakes up the person or alerts them to the need. Um, you can add more buttons or chime receivers depending on your needs. So you could actually use this cheap system if you had a small care home or something, I suppose. Um, you can choose different ringtones. There's 55 of them. Um, volume levels and the operating range is 500 feet. And get this. It all works off AAA batteries. Hey! Um, three Five altogether. The, Look at that. Yes. You'll, you'll need one of those, Ted. <laughs> three, three in the receiver and two in each of the button thingies round, hanging around the neck. Now, if you look at the photographs of this on Amazon, they, the, the thing hanging around the neck, neck does actually look quite big. Um, but So some people might not like that. But, um, yeah, apart from that, 20 quid and you've got a, a call system which runs on AAAs. I think that's great, don't you? I think it's very good, and I don't think the size matters. I mean, elderly people can have trouble finding little fiddly things. I mean, I think if you've got a dirty great thing like that round your, round your neck, you're not going to be able to miss it. Indeed. My mother's lucky enough. She has the one that's actually connected via the telephone, and if she presses her button, they then say, Hello, Mrs Bell, are you all right? And if she doesn't say anything, they then send a nurse round. So... Well, that's because you, when you set one up like this for her, she, you ignored her. She, anyway. thought to her, she thought to herself, I'm not doing this. I'm going to rely on someone else. Not rely on someone else. I'm not relying on Aiden to dreadful help. son of mine. Absolutely. No, <laughs> I, I, right. I should ignore your, your dreadful rudeness and say yes, I agree. Portable caregiver pager, excellent. Thumbs up. Time for a jingle. Heads top tips. Heads top tips. Heads top tips. Well, look, we're nearly half an hour in and we haven't said the word coffee yet. Oh, dear, I just ah. did. <laughs> it's coffee again, but this is a quick one. Do you know, I was reading the other day, just for fun, on different things you can do with coffee grounds. I think we've covered this before and the various things you can do with your spent coffee grounds once you've made your 400 cups of coffee a day like I do. Um, you know, and I mean, one of the common ones is, of course, fuel, pe uh, fuel pellets, which I know has come up before. But I gather, unfortunately, it's quite a, a complicated process. It probably needs special equipment because I quite like the idea of pretty my, my brother lives out in the countryside um, and they have an arga and I was thinking it would be quite fun to make my brother fuel pellets from coffee grounds for his arga but that's not to be what I did want to tell you is the following what I read on the internet <clears throat> Use coffee grounds to touch up furniture scratches. Because of the natural dye in coffee and the mildly abrasive texture of the grounds, they can be used to soften the appearance of surface scratches on wooden furniture. Mix your used coffee ground with a small amount of olive oil and then use a small corner of a cloth or cotton wool to lightly rub over scratches. After five to ten minutes, wipe clean and repeat if necessary. Mm -hmm. So I hardly think you're going to get through bucketfuls of <laughs> your coffee grounds, but it's it's... Uh, interesting to know. You can clear your furniture scratches with coffee ground. Who'd have thought? 
Yeah, yeah. It must be the... I hope you don't kind of grind away the, the surface at the same time, though. Um, because I presume, presumably it's the abrasiveness, as you say. Yeah, but yeah. I would imagine that, that you're, you know, you've probably got a layer of polish on your furniture anyway, so it's only the scratch itself that needs to be filled up with the coffee bits. And your furniture might smell of coffee, so, I mean, win-win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I, it's interesting having these top tips about things that, you know, design... Vinegar's a good one, isn't it? That Vinegar is, like, designed to be put on food, but actually it does a million and one other things yes and then we found that the last show we had the garlic in the toilet <laughs> yes yes we did and then of course coca-cola comes around every now and again yeah and of yeah. course but what, what i found interesting reading this to you was that the thought of olive oil with coffee i think i'd probably just dip a piece of bread in and eat it rather than <laughs> clean my furniture with it <laughs> good idea now um we've done this one before but um i i Put a picture on the on in the MeWe group of one of my um, pots of cream. In this case, the Aveeno that I referred to earlier, mm -hmm. and and the, it's got a plunger thingy on the top. Sort of pump dispenser. A pump dispenser thingy. That's the word. Um, and it stopped putting anything through the pump dispenser. So I decided to cut it open and look at that picture of there how much is left in the bottom yeah it's such a a, a, a crappy system this whole pump thingy uh, arrangement it, it, you know because most people who couldn't be bothered to cut it open or, or unable to cut it open that's just going to go to waste um and ian watson jumped in as well when i po posted this picture saying um that's what he does with mayonnaise and salad cream he cuts it open yesterday i was trying to get the mayonnaise um to the open end of the bottle by swinging my arm round to create a <laughs> <laughs> so it all, it all heads to the bottom. Mayonnaise by NASA. <laughs> you could do that, yeah. You, you swing it swing it round your head and it will... <laughs> centrifugal force will push yeah. it out. To, but anyway, yeah. You see that? That's just such a waste, isn't it? It's surprising. You should really get cream and stuff in open tubs, big, big-headed tubs, not in these pump dispensers. Yes. Very good call, Ted. Good top tip. Still using... Okay, Damien Thripplehorse um, on HG Drain Unblocker. Yeah, we've Ooh, done this one yes before. Yes, we have. Yeah, so no need to kind of quote the show or the whatever, but um, I, it's just so good. And I agree with Mr. Thripplehorse. Every time I use it, says Damien, it clears the drain in one shot. Probably some sort of dreadful chemical in, chemicals involved, but it bleeding works, I say. And it's cheap as chips, even though we're in the wrong section. £4.29, unless you subscribe, then it's even cheaper, for a litre, which tends to do, to do two unblockings. And yeah, we, we use this as well, um, as you know. And you, you use half of the litre for each um, application, pour it down the drain, leave it for an hour, or well, I, I tend to leave it for a couple of hours, um, and then it's done. It works really, really well. Um, previously, I... Uh, um, sang the praises of the Tesco's own one, but this one is even better. So I agree. With, oh, blimey, where's he going? Uh, are you off? What? Hello? What? No? What? 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 <laughs> well, you see, a can't, can't a man <laughs> quietly open a window in the background while someone's oh, talking? Goodness it, sounded, me. <laughs> it sounded like a. It sounded like a um, a, a, a Halloween door kind of ghost <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, there you go. I agree. Um, HG Drain Unblocker, £4.29. So it's if you use half of it, then it's £2.14.5 <laughs> for each application. Hey. Ding, 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 ding. 
Have you got a, 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 a long tape measure thingy which Ooh, you matron. measure things with instead of using a hard ruler, for example? Everyone's got a tape measure. They used to be in sewing kits and, yes. and, and knitting bags and stuff. Well, we've always got these things kicking about, but I couldn't find one just recently. Um, and my one, or the ones that we have in our family, are really nice because they've got a popper on the end. And could you find one of these? Could I find one? Well, I, I did in the end. The The ones that you get now don't tend to have that little popper on the end. And it's really helpful to keep things, um, you know, keep the end uh, where it should be. And you roll it up and blah, blah, blah. Um, but anyway, it, it, I, I know it's a first world problem. You don't have to have a popper on it. But, but I want a popper. So anyway, I found this one um, and it does the job nicely. It has got a popper on the end. Um, it doesn't do up as tightly as the old one, but um, it's okay. Um, it's got good old inches and feet on one side in the usual way with that newfangled other standard on the other side. <laughs> Actually, the, 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 the millimetres and centimetres side is colour-coded too, which is really interesting. So every 10 centimetres it changes colour from green, white, red and oh, green again. Oh, that's clever. So yes, I've yeah, seen that. Yeah, that's quite before. smart. Yeah, on I the, like that. But on the proper side, it's all yellow. On the proper side. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this this popper, this popper proper, the proper popper, is four pound ninety nine. So it's cheap as chips. But I'm sure you could find it cheaper somewhere. I, I, I bet you Robert will find one on AliExpress for cheaper than that. Probably <laughs> about ten p with a popper on it. But yeah, the the popper thing seems to be something you have to kind of hunt down. Splendid. I want one, I want one, I want one. I want one of those. Do you still use that um, bedside cup thingy that oh, you goodness, were banging yes. on about? Absolutely, every night. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, I found something that might be of interest to you and others who rely on that kind of thing, or even go to the gym or go um, dancing or hiking. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is a Keep Cup Helix Mixed Kit. Um, it's not cheap, it's 40 quid, but it Ooh. does look very stylish and interesting. Um, and it's made of re mixed stainless steel and plastic. Um, and it's got this kind of clever looking dual opening cup to bottle thingy going on. Um, with a fully sealed twist fit lid. Um, so... Uh, we're looking at a diagram of this and hopefully you'll be able to make sense of what it does as well as me. You can put hot and cold stuff in it. Halfway up it is, halfway up there it's got the, a kind of lid that you would expect to kind of sip from on a traditional thingy. But also it's got a third part of the, 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 the thing, the, the, the bottle, which is a screw on top with a traditional lid on it, which means you could also use it as a bottle. Do you, do you kind of get how this works? Yeah, looking at the picture on Amazon, it looks rather like a, going back to NASA, like a rocket with various sections that have to eject as it as it goes up. Yeah, so yeah you've yeah. got your coffee cup with your coffee cup lid, but then on top of the coffee cup lid, you can screw the upper part of a bottle, so it then tapers down yeah. to a bottle lid. Yeah. So you, so you could use it like a bottle, well, as a bottle and pour, yes, yeah. So you you would leave that middle bit out altogether. Ah, yes, and, of course. Yeah, and then screw the thing down so you could use it as a bottle or a a sipping cup. Anyway, I I thought it looked really interesting. It's not cheap, but apparently it's made of really good materials and it's all recycled and blah blah blah. Um, so if if anyone was in for that, we'll put a link in the show notes. And if anyone does buy one of those, um, do let us know how you get on because it looks very interesting.
Yeah, definitely. If you're on the go, if you're a trucker and you want to use it with the sipping cup in your little cup holder while you're driving and then you put the bottle top on when you stop and go to the gym and yeah. Put, put your vodka in it. Put your vodka in it. I like this very much. Yeah. You know what else I like very much? I like uh -huh. eclat watches. Now, uh -huh. I, I hate adverts with a passion and I, I do my best to ignore and not see and have nothing to do with adverts. But once in a while, something pops up in one of my social media streams and I can't help but notice. And I have to confess, eclat watches qualifies. These are amazing. These are watches that look on first glance, oh, they're going to be far too expensive. And indeed, they, some of them are pushing 200 quid, but they're all sub 200 quid. And there are a few m models there that are sub 50 quid. So they're not a great deal of money. And the basic principle appears to be, I must admit, I haven't delved into the website in great detail, but it looks to me as if this is a watch that's basically got two round grooves, an outer and an inner. And each groove has a tiny, tiny little ball bearing in it. And presumably these ball bearings by magnetism, I imagine, travel round within their own groove and that's how it tells the time so instead of two hands you've got two ball bearings a bit like <laughs> these puzzles that you can do where you have to yeah, tilt yeah. them back and forth and make ball bearings move into different places and you just have two ball bearings on your wrist which again yeah. i say i presume because i haven't read it in detail i presume that this just tells you the time and i would imagine it does it probably does other clever things that i haven't bothered to read about no, I, think um, I just right. like I the look of it right. aesthetically I just immediately was drawn to this thinking I, I'm very very happy with my I'm still wearing the Withing smartwatch that uh, we talked about on the show and I'm very happy with that at the moment but if I was ever in need of a different kind of a watch I might well go down the eclat route because they do look nice what do you think yeah I, I like the wooden one there's one called nucleus sleek yes and it's got coffee beans in the background <laughs> yeah which is um, which is 124 quid ow um but if you scroll down on that page click through to that model mm -hmm. you can you can see quite clearly that it says minute and hour for the two right uh, the, the the two groovy bits so you're you're right that's how it works and and it really does look ever so nice doesn't it it's something different really interesting i haven't yet found one for 50 quid but um um no i'm looking now and having trouble but i did i mean previously i had i did i did at least that much research before bringing it on the show and have found some that low certainly for 100 quid you can get one um and yes. maybe maybe it's on a you know look out for a sale but uh yeah, yeah, that that looks really nice. A good, good shout for you and your watches. Yeah, and if you've got if you've got a few hundred quid to spend, then of course you can have a collection and have four or five or six of them. One for every day of the week. <laughs> Very exciting. El Eclat. Eclat. Eclat watches. I guess it's French. We. Mm, oui. Andy Warden is next, and he wants an on bike or a hon bike. U4 e-bike, a maintenance-free uh, e-bike. Maintenance-free uh, e-bike, Aidan. I don't believe for that 15... for a moment, but I'm loving the e-bike part. <laughs> it says, um, I noticed that you said uh, you didn't believe it in the group, which is why I highlighted it. Uh, 1,500 yeah. <laughs> quid. The, the advert, actually, what the advert says is that the bike should do over 6,000 miles of maintenance-free mileage. So it's not maintenance-free in the end, but they reckon for the certainty... The, the, yeah, the, and then... Yeah. It's not maintenance-free if you happen to pick up a stone into one of your gears or you have a puncture or something. But, yeah, I get the point. Don't be such a miserable I get git. the point, yes. To, to pray you, continue, you, sir. You, you, you spoil the party. It's an e-bike. It's exciting. Carry on. It's, 
Uh, uh, anyway, back to Andy. He says that to replace my my car needs fifteen hundred pounds um, of of money spending on it, and so why not spend the fifteen the same fifteen hundred quid on the maintenance free e bike? Um, so it's got a two hundred and fifty watt rear wheel hub motor, and you can go twelve miles an hour on it, which I guess is um, fast, is it? Uh, maybe that's it's because it's capped legally in the UK at 12 miles an hour. Anyway, it's got a 62 mile range on the battery, which is a lithium ion battery. Um, it's got a carbon belt drive and smart on uh, climbing assistant with gyroscope and bloody blah. -de -blah. <laughs> um, the the weight limit for the rider is 19 stone, so that's me out because um, I am definitely over 20 stone. Um, but uh, hopefully Andy is not. IPX6, highly water repellent and lightweight design, um, aviation-grade aluminium, um, and an LCD handlebar display for displaying driving speed, battery level, light on and off. Um, and it, it, it looks like a really good bit of tech, high-tech gear, with buttons and dials and displays all over it. I'm... I'm, I'm there's no mention of an app, but I'm guessing there must be yeah. an app. Um, but the, it, interestingly, it also says in the blurb the following: including in, included components, in, instruction manual, English not guaranteed, <laughs> assembly instructions, English not guaranteed. So uh, much of the blurb actually seems to be in German. So you'll have to tr translate it, Aidan, for anyone that needs it. Oh, vielen Dank. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Natürlich. Um, <laughs> hey, this is nice. My only... I, I, I love e-bikes and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. The only thing is, if I, were, if I had 1,500 quid to spend on an e-bike, I don't think I'd buy it from Amazon. I think I'd go to a shop and talk to them and try and buy a bike from a make that I know. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just... It's a, it's a very expensive purchase. Well, if it's, a, if it's the same thing as you would buy from a third-party dealership then you get the, yeah, the kind of yeah. amazon guarantee i'm not it, i'm you? i'm i you know i don't know what i'm talking about i'm not well up on e-bikes but i'm just saying for <laughs> so, i mean for instance for my coffee go back to the ruddy coffee machine again before oh, i dear. spent a grand on that coffee machine i researched all the coffee machines i could find in that price bracket and read up about them and decided which one that i did think was the best one for me so all I'm all I'm saying is it's it's maybe maybe Andy's done his research. Maybe I'm doing Andy a big injustice here. Maybe he's looked at, uh, at, at Rally and 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 yeah, whatever yeah. all the other makes are and decided that the Hon bike is the best. That's all I'm I, saying. But I love e-bikes. Have you ever ridden one? Actually, on no, I haven't. Actually, on further investigation, this is being not being sold by Amazon. It's being sold by Oxbridge Cycles Limited. Oh, that then already so, a plus point. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you really wanted to, to avoid Amazon, you could just go to the company yeah. and buy it. But also, if um, you do that, you can go into Oxbridge and you can say, hello, I'd like an e-bike. Can you tell me? Can you advise me? Can you talk to me about it? You know, you just have that proper sales experience. If they, if they have a shop, a physical shop. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, in answer to your question, no, I've never in my life sat on a, an electronic bike. I really fancy one of these cargo bikes, which we've spoken about on the show before. And if I was going to do this, I would get one of those. They're really expensive. They're like about three grand. But they look as though they're built like tanks and they would take my weight and you can carry loads of stuff on them. And they look really, really nice. Um, so if I suddenly had a... a shed load of money yes that's the kind of thing i'll go for and andy does make a good point if you've got you know it's certainly 
easier and cheaper overall than a car. The problem is, you you know, you can't drive it in all weathers. You can't put kids in the back. You can't take too many things on it. Yes, you, know. you can drive it in all weathers. I've got my moped. I'm driving it all weathers. Ah, but that's a you... moped. That's not a bicycle. I think there's a but... difference between a moped and a push bike, isn't there? <laughs> Only because you're on it longer, but it's electric. But but I do take the point. I mean, you, you'd you have a bit of trouble going from London to Edinburgh on it, wouldn't you? Yes, you would. And also, if I took Andy literally and he says, well, I've got to pay a 1500 bill on my car or I could buy an e-bike. Well, if you bought the e-bike, you'd still have a car that needed 1500 quid spent on it because you spent mm. the money on an e-bike already. <laughs> but no, I, I, I love e-bikes. I wish I could afford one. And I, I salute you, Andy. Good call. Even when it is in German. What can you do? <laughs> I have moaned more than once in the past about ice cream taking over <laughs> dessert menus in restaurants and pubs, so I won't do that again. Right. But today, I want to put into Room 101... Go on, do it again. ...sticky toffee bloody pudding! <laughs> because not only do we have this battle that restaurants have discovered that ice cream is quicker and cheaper and easier than the cooking puddings and therefore all they offer you is bloody ice cream... When they do deign to make and prepare a hot pudding, it's bloody sticky toffee. Everywhere you go, it's sticky toffee. I wonder what they got here. Oh, it's sticky toffee pudding. What a surprise. This is a nice pub in the middle of nowhere. Let's see what they're selling. Oh, sticky toffee pudding. And moreover, you can't get it with custard because you get it with ice cream. Yeah. Vive la apple crumble and treacle pud and spotted dick. And and, and remember, then we had a conversation on MeWe and, and, and Chris pointed out that up in North, of course, you can get these things more prevalent than you can down in the posh south so I should be living up in Manchester or so um, yeah it's a shame it's a shame mm. I'm nothing against sticky toffee pudding I just wish there was more variety on offer the, the, they do I think pubs and restaurants do go through these phases I remember when I was in um, Chichester Singleton the pubs were going through this um, creme brulee phrase phase oh that's right and yeah. everywhere you went that was like a top of the the pudding menu yeah. creme brulee everyone wanted that it. is true and then they did the same with eaton mess which is only oh, now right, starting right. to to wane a bit yeah yes you're right there you go so perhaps it's uh, it goes in phases it, by the way while we're talking about ice cream i happened upon a tub of co-op vanilla ice cream um, just yesterday, yes. and it's cheap as chips, probably in the wrong section again. £2.25 for nearly a litre, it's 900 mils, and it's really good. It's got a strong taste of vanilla seeds. Um, now, it, it, it's not quite Haagen-Dazs, but then Haagen-Dazs <laughs> is really expensive, yes. and you know, um, but it's not a million miles away. It's much better than anything from a supermarket, in my experience. So co-op tends to get overlooked, I think, as a little kind of shop, um, or even in some places, big shop. We've got little corner shops that are co-ops. Um, and uh, the reason that I, I went in there was because Tesco... I went to Tesco yesterday and I, I went in and filled my trolley up, walked around all the thingies, took ages, got to the till and they said, our system's down and it's been down half the afternoon sort of thing yeah. and um, we're, we can only take cash. So I said, well, I haven't got any cash. Who carries cash these days? And, of course, there's chaos by then. Everyone's kind of killing. Anyway, my point was that why didn't they put a sign at the door saying that, you know, before you go around and do all your shopping um, and waste your time, that you can't get it? Of course, the, the one cash point machine that's anywhere near Tesco had a huge queue outside it by then. 
Um, it did remind me of how reliant we are on, you know, the the current the whole system of payments. Yes. And, electronic pie. anyway that was the reason i found this co-op vanilla ice cream and it was a good find you can say something now i can say something oh i, I yes um stick it off your pudding <laughs> <laughs> no i do agree and 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 i we, i had this i i happened to go into a bank the other day and actually go into the bank and talk to a lady and it was lovely and um she said uh, during the big storms that we've just been having they had a blackout um, a, a, you know, a, 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 what you, an electricity blackout, and yeah. she said it took about forty-five minutes before anybody could do anything in the bank, even when the yeah. power came back on, yeah. because yeah. all the machines had to reboot and go through yeah. their security checks and their double checks, and nobody could do anything for nearly an hour. So yeah, we're, yeah, yeah you, you yeah. don't know how good you've got it until you haven't got it. Blasted right. Now I'm going to throw into room one hundred and one. The, I think I might have mentioned this before that as it was coming on a slow boat from China, the Kiwi. <laughs> core twister slicer thingy £2.52 on the slow boat as I say it's absolute shite we opened it up there's no instructions I did in the end I found some help online use the cutter to make the star shape in the middle of the so you, so you cut the you cut the kiwi in half mm -hmm. you use the cutter to make a star shape you put the cage thingy in and you twist and then what's supposed to happen is that the as you twist it the, the wire um, rem removes the the innards of the keyway from the the skin of the keyway, and you pull out the 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 the, the dome shaped kiwi half kiwi, um, because you've cut it away from the skin. If if you follow, I do follow because I made a note to ask you why would you want to remove the core from a kiwi, but you mean the whole kiwi from the skin? Yeah. yeah ah, yeah. then the whole, then I sit yeah, corrected. Yeah. All good. Yes. Um, but anyway, the, the the reason it's in Room 101 is that the, the minute we did this, the first time we did this, it just fell apart. All the wire and the plastic fell apart. The whole assembly just <laughs> collapsed. Now, okay, Like to, a Les to, Dawson comedy trick or something. Yes. Exactly, like Tommy Cooper special. Yes. The, 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 to be fair, the kiwi in question was fairly firm, so it wasn't a kind of sloppy, overripe one. But even so... I mean, it, it's just a load of bollocks. The, the, the thing is not worth two. It's not worth two p. It's not <laughs> worth bothering with. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to warn everyone off from doing the same as we did. Because in principle, it seemed like a good idea, but it, it's shite. It's a shame. And now that you've explained what it was actually for, I regret on also that it didn't work because I would have grabbed one because I love a kiwi. Yum yum yum. And and also and that bloody outer skin is 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 to be. Got rid of, yeah, I, yeah, bleh, I want one. You see, I'm thrown by it. Let's have a jingle. Ian Barton, I'm going to give a gold star to Ian Barton. He is just so kind and helpful. He's thoughtful and generous to me. He sends stuff out to me to help me out all the time. Um, never seems to want any of it back. He's happy to help me with the knowledge he has, particularly with regards to computing stuff. So we'll leave all that to tech addicts. But he, he even recently offered to come over here and fix something for me with my computer. Um, it wasn't needed in the end, but he offered to do that. And he lives in somewhere near Manchester. So it's, it's not round the corner um so from now on i think he's formally my patron sal mcgundy brought to you by ian barton <laughs> gold star to ian barton thank you thank you ian i want to give a gold star 
Do you remember those blue light blocking glasses that I brought onto the show some time back now, a couple of months or so? You teased me because they're yellow glasses for blocking out the blue light. The orange ones. And yeah, exactly. And the picture on Amazon (laughs) made them look orange and you teased me because I couldn't tell the difference between yellow and orange. Well, I can and I've been wearing them. And again, like the bin earlier in the show, this is only anecdotal, of course, but having used them nightly for about eight weeks now, I am convinced that they work, that my end of day staring at my screen on my phone, I am tiring much sooner than I was previously. And when I turn off the light and go to sleep, I'm falling asleep faster and better than I did before. Again, it's I can't prove that in any way except to say that's my experience. And if it's not the glasses, then it's entirely coincidental that over the course of the last eight weeks, my my decline into sleep at the end of the day has been much better and more comfortable and more healthy. So, Vivla light blocking glasses, I say. Just to remind me and anyone else listening, um, is this is just in relation to looking at your computer screen? Yeah. Yes, I mean a lot of a lot of mobile phones. I mean, who am I to tell you? Teach grandma to suck eggs. A lot of mobile phones have this setting for nighttime when they're supposed yeah, to yeah. reduce the blue light from your phone. Um, well, I, I have that, but I didn't find it terribly effective on my on my Nokia phone. So I bought these light blocking glasses. And um, I remember reading, I think we laughed because it said something about don't don't use them too close to the to the welding because they're actually also used for welding. They're pretty heavy duty and hefty and very, very good. And I put these on at night and everything goes yellow or orange, if you prefer. Um, and that's it. And so, they, so not 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 just in front of your computer screen. Oh no, it is only. I mean, I've never used it in front of the computer. They live by my bed. And when I get into bed, I get into bed. I put on my glasses, and then I put these over because they're over glasses. I then put these over glasses over the top of the glasses yeah, that I'm yeah. wearing, and the whole yeah. world goes yellow. But by whole world, I mean the phone screen in front of me because that's the only thing that I'm looking at. Okay. And yeah, then but, I. But ha- Sorry. Have you tried have you tried using them in front of the computer screen? No, I haven't. What to see okay. if I fall asleep in front of the computer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if you, if you're for example, if you're spending the last hour before you get to bed in front of your computer, you could try using them there That's as well. That's true. No, no, generally the last hour before I go to bed is in front of the television and then I might okay. not want to see everything yellow. That might be a bit bizarre. <laughs> but um no, I really 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 do vouch for them. They they really have had a very good effect and I'm very impressed and pleased cool. and happy and that's it. Well done. Right, my last um, gold star goes to me huh? <laughs> for being really, really clever and realising after all the time of... You know, you remember those powerful hair clippers I bought, um, I don't know, what, six months ago or nine oh, months not, ago? Oh, not the ones you bought during COVID? Was it? No, 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 they were more recent Okay. Anyway, they, they're like industrial ones. Right. You know, they're, they're like horse clippers. They're not like a battery-powered kind of, you know, usual one. Anyway... Whether you remember or not that or not, the point was that I was going to make was I realised, my tiny brain realised just this week, that if you use these things without a spacer, sizer thingy, um, you know, grade one or grade yeah, two, yeah. Or, if you use one without one at all, you don't carve your head up and it takes about a tenth of the time to do the same job. Because what I was doing was using the shortest one of those I could find getting it down to a certain level and then having to take the rest of it off with another machine because it wasn't short enough but just leave the thing off Uh, everyone else probably chris kelly is sitting there saying well i've known that for years well i didn't know that i thought if you didn't use a um a uh, you know a, 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 a spacer at all you'd probably carve your skin up but no straight over it's all done in about 10 seconds fantastic 
No, I'm sorry, that's not a gold star, Ted. That's room 101 <laughs> for crass stupidity. <laughs> yeah, I, I, honestly, it's all joking aside, I, I just didn't think for one minute that you were able to do that. But, but thinking back then, I remember watching these films of people that go into the army and the first thing they do is get sheared across their head. And yes. sure enough, it all comes off with one stroke. And yeah, I was just, I was just oh, being no. stupid. That I did know. I first learned that 25 years ago when I was in Vienna and I was shaved on television to play Riff Raff in the Rocky Horror Show. Oh, and they yeah, actually shaved my right. head yeah. in front of cameras. And again, it was just one, yeah, exactly yeah. like you see in the, yeah. in the war movies. Yeah, quite frightening. It just comes off in one go. You fool, you anyway, mad, tempestuous from my fool. stupidity to gold stars, we, I think we're done here. I think um, we are. <laughs> Um, anything else that you wanted to add or shall we move to the finale I think we'll move on to our finale and, and wish our good good folk a happy two weeks and please yeah. send us in what you're doing two yeah absolutely um, do, do do that whatever works dot works is your part where you'll find our website and links to all the stuff we've been talking about <coughs> and in your podcatcher AidenBell.com is where you'll find Aiden, TedSalmon.com is where you'll find me and links to all the audio podcasts and all the MeWe groups. Do join us in the MeWe group. Let us know whatever works in your life and we will bring the highlights of that to shows going forward. If you have nothing else, then there's only one thing left to say. Don't forget, whatever works, works. works. <laughs> now playing at a cinema near you. <laughs> <laughs>